Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Hi, I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are all glad that you are here to join us. This is a very special night. Uh, We're going to talk about things that are, are important to human beings and things that are important to our own hearts. Amen? Amen. And I'm glad that God is helping us to open up to him more and to allow him to show us the truth that we need to know to be free. You know, there are people who think that the only way God can work on them is to cast a demon out of them. Well, you see, if we are walking in agreement with the demons, that causes a bit of a problem, does it not? Because Amos 3.3 3 says that we must agree with God if we plan to walk with him. So in order for the Lord to set us free, truly free, amen, really free, we have to come out of agreement with the devil's plan. And sometimes we don't realize what that plan is. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes it's been hidden from our eyes by the enemy. But God has come to pull the cover back and to pull back the curtain and to allow us to see what the enemy has been doing. Amen? So... We see what he's been doing, and we choose to do something about it. God's going to open it up so we all see clearly what the enemy's been doing, and he's going to give us the opportunity to decide if we want to do something about it. Amen? In order for us to turn from our wicked ways, we have to know what they are. That's important. So we're praying for God to to open our eyes, for the Holy Spirit to convict us, to help us to see clearly what God is saying to each of us. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that if we follow you, we won't walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of life. You'll shine your light upon us, and we'll know. We'll know what you want to tell us. We'll know what's going on. So we want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you for what's going on. You say, well, why would you want to thank God for what's going on? Because he said in his word, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Amen? So, God is helping us to turn from our wicked ways. He's helping us to see, to understand, so that we will be participants in our turn. 
Amen? He doesn't want puppets. He wants children that are willing and will obey him. Amen? So we want to thank God for helping us out that way. We want to thank God for helping us out that way. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. That's what the problem is. We want to thank the Lord for helping us out that way. Amen. That's better. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There we go. So, Lord, thank you for helping us. Thank you for opening our blind eyes so that we can see and come to appreciate the work that you're doing in us. You don't want us to be the same people that we were a year ago today, nor tomorrow. You want us to be more like you. And we want that too. So thank you, Lord, for prodding us, for helping us, for showing us, for turning us as we turn from our own wicked ways. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. I want to thank the Lord for all of you. This would be boring if all of you were not there. But because you are there, it's extremely interesting and very vibrant. And I appreciate that. Amen? I truly do appreciate that. This would be very boring if all of you weren't putting your two cents in in the chat room, so to speak, and sharing your scriptures and encouraging everybody praise reports in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. This would be boring without you. But Jesus is here, you are here, and he is here with all of us. Amen? He's here to help us. He's here to support us. He's here to undergird us. He's here to usher us into the life that he has always desired for us to have. Now, the question is, are we going to embrace that life? Amen? I don't know about you, but I am. I'm embracing that life. I'm accepting the truths and the realities of it. Sometimes they're uncomfortable. Nonetheless, they're profitable for my benefit. Amen? And I'm seeing growth in myself as I adjust to them. I can feel new strength coming into my life as I adjust to the changes and the truth that God is sharing with me. And I pray that that is happening with all of you. We should be more mature people when God brings us through this season than we have ever been in our entire lives. We should be more yielded people than we have ever been in our entire lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. God is on our side. God is on our side. Don't ever forget that. 
He wants the very best for us, and he's going to help us to overcome our places where we get stuck and our places where we just don't get it. He's here to help us. So open your heart, open your spirit, and receive God's help. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. All. He didn't say one or two. He said all. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, you for your word, which tells us that healing is your children's bread. Healing is your children's bread. The scriptures point out that you are the Lord who heals us. Your word tells us that we experience healing through the stripes of Jesus Christ. We praise you, God, that Jesus Christ has taken our infirmities and carried our diseases. We praise you that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Heal us, O Lord, and we shall be healed. Save us, and we shall be saved, for you are our praise. We receive the healing which you have for us. Your word tells us that you want us to walk in health. And as we hearken, as we listen with intent to obey unto your voice and do what is right in your sight, you will keep disease from us. Thank you, Father. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You forgive us of all of our iniquities, and you heal all of our diseases. Thank you and bless you, Father, for redeeming our lives from destruction and crowning us with your loving kindness and your tender mercy. We praise your name, O Lord. We love you and thank you for healing us and keeping us in good divine health. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, for all of us who have physical, intellectual, what the world calls psychological, soulish, imagination, will, diseases, We thank you that we have been healed by Jesus' stripes. We thank you, Father, for helping us to walk in the path that you have for each of us to finally experience divine health. You have a pathway that is right for each of us, Father. And we thank you for reaching out to us, helping us into that pathway and helping us to recognize it and to follow your instruction. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. You take us step by step as we are able to move forward 
and you empower us to hold the ground that we have taken. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We break the bondages. We break the chains, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you that your power has come tonight, Lord, to destroy the chains of bondage that the enemy has wrapped us in these many years, Father. We thank you that you are here to set the captives free. We give you praise, Lord, for your truth because you have told us it's your truth that makes us free, Lord. So we're here to receive the truth. As we listen to your words tonight, Father, help us to listen with our hearts and help us to receive all that you have for us. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for your gracious kindness in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for all of you, this is your first time listening. Welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome. And you're welcome to join us again. We invite everyone to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, if you're on a laptop or if you're on a tablet, Across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please click that link, and when the page changes, click Guest. When it changes again, sign in using your name, one of those names that's on your birth certificate, and your message of greeting to the saints. And the saints will respond to you with the love of God. Amen? Amen. We are so glad that God is here with us and that he's facilitating his love through us to all the rest of us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, I don't have any announcements except to say that if you're on a cell phone, All you need to do is follow the same instructions, except when you go to MiracleInternetChurch.com and the page comes up across the top, you'll see three white lines on a black background. Click the three white lines, and uh, it'll open up all the other links to you. Then you may follow the same instructions. Amen? Amen. Feel free. to put your comments, your amens, and your hallelujahs in the chat room as we worship the Lord tonight, because you're a part of the service, and we encourage your participation in a godly way. Amen? We encourage your participation in a godly way. You'll find out that we like to use the scriptures. We like to use the scriptures. And we are thankful to all who choose to participate in that way. Now, those of you who can't do that, you can only do one function at a time. That means you have to be on the phone. You know our call number. 
It's area code 319-527-6235, and you press 1. Amen? Amen. Praise God. God has, has wonderful things in store for us tonight, and uh, I've been working with him all day, and I'm certain that it's going to open up places in us to help us be what God would like for us to become. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've been reading the praise reports in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room, and I am very impressed. Yes, I am, and I encourage you to go there and to read them as well. There's a a satisfaction that will come as you see your brothers and sisters in Christ overcoming. Amen? And I would encourage you to add your praise report as well. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for praise report. Amen. So, let's get to praying, saints. That's what we love to do. We love to pray, and we love to praise the Lord. This week, I put some things in the chat room that may be of interest to you, and I hope that you will take the time to investigate them. Amen? Uh, the Lord and I thought that they were noteworthy, and hopefully you will find them noteworthy as well. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Holy and acceptable in thy sight. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you that our loins are girt about with the spirit of truth, with your truth. We thank you that we're wearing the breastplate of righteousness and that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take the shield of faith and we raise it. We don't just Hold on to it. It's not a fashion statement. We take hold of the shield of faith so that we will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We are wearing our helmet of salvation, and we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. According to your word, Father, we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So right now, Father... We ask you to forgive us for all the sins that we've committed today. Yes, sir. We repent. We turn away from them. We ask you to help us to grow. And we ask for your mercy in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the peace that comes when we have confessed our fault before you because you said you are faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? So we want to thank you. We want to thank you for being cleansed. We like that. It's something that we have come to love and appreciate. Thank you, Father. Thank you very much. So, Lord, You are our shepherd and we shall not want. 
You supplied all of our needs already according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. And we now know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we cast all of our cares upon you, Lord, because you care for us. So we thank you for allowing us to walk in divine health. You heal all of our diseases, and by your stripes, yes, Lord, we are healed, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, and all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his decisions, all of his decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we close and seal all portals, channels, and open doors of access to the enemy in Jesus' name. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for that. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, listeners, familiar demons. Can anybody hear me? If you can, type it in the chat room. Can anybody hear me? Okay, you can hear me? Okay, good. Now I found a way to get through. I don't know what that mess is about, but I found a way. Okay? So let's just go on with what we were doing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me something I didn't know anything. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me well? Let me see what I can do. Can you hear me well? Okay, good, good. Let me see if I can I can make this work a little better. Okay, Reggie. I'm doing what I what I can do. Amen. 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 All right, we're back. Praise the Lord. Do you hear me okay? Is that a yes? 
Okay, good. Now, where did I leave off? We bind Buddhist, Black Magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, every coven, every solitary Satanist, every shaman, every witch doctor, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind your wicked works and your evils and your vying for power and all of your sacrifices are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We cage all of your work and all of your sacrifices and all of your evil and everything that you do that is contrary to Jesus Christ. We bind you right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the technology attack, and we send it back against the demons and against the entities that sent it to us in Jesus' name. It's your mess, not ours. We reject it in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power and authority over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. Thank you for your graciousness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We take authority, dominion, and power over global cabals in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind everything under the umbrella of the Illuminati. We bind your rituals, your meetings, your agendas, your schemes, your devices, your wickedness, your plans, your plots in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them all with eternal chains and darkness in the name of Jesus, and we ask the Lord to judge you, to judge you, to release his judgments against you for the evil and wickedness that you have perpetrated and are perpetrating in Jesus' name. We bind every wicked work of the enemy, no matter where it is and no matter how he works it. It is not of God, and it is defeated in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ is Lord of all to the glory of God the Father. We forbid any wicked spirit to interfere in this church service in Jesus' name. Every wicked spirit, every wicked entity that came against this broadcast, we send it right back from the throne of God. We send it right back right now. Thank you, Father, for the angels doing what they do best. We give you glory and power. We thank you, Lord, for your grace pouring upon us in Jesus' name. We are covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. And we say to the enemy, you will pay for this. Jesus will see to it. Because he is the avenger of all such in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen in judgment, we condemn it right now in Jesus' name. Father, we bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all Morgellons attacks. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. And we return these attacks to the senders. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits that are trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing minds, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine, and we bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils and all satanic worship and witchcraft dedications and rituals done on the path on the of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, and human reasoning against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus Christ. We return to sender according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, Ritual, blood ritual, each boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against that pertains all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked, sin, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights. Returning to sender. All witchcraft attacks through channeling the satellites and against the website and app. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, and such in Jesus' name. All tribal witchcraft returned from wherever it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. All Chaldean witchcraft. Return to wherever the Chaldeans sent it from, in Jesus' name. Returning all Spanish witchcraft, in the name of Jesus Christ. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Finding superficial religious acts. Finding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo root work, lucky charms. High magic and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, and magic patterns, even in numbering, binding synchronicity, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all underwater demons, and stripping them of their crowns and their powers. And if they think they have a throne, we strip them of that too, and we transfer it to Jesus Christ. Binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writing, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, 
divining practices, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, magic spells, and potions. Thank you, Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, false flags, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la lands, children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, anti-Christ ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain, vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, and spirit guides and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over the king of pride and all of his agents and all of his underlings. We bind them and chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idol mind, unfocused mind, stalking, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirit, king abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for returning the attack to the senders in Jesus' name. Thank you for destroying their outposts, Father, in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities in Jesus' name. We bind Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and its 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness and cage you and send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment in Jesus' name. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, cold and hot spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society and the work of the associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. Once again, we undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and whatever other there are in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of the sins. We bind the pride. Work of errors and foolishness of our own opinions, we find being misled and misleading others. We return and loose all retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. 
We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. Father, we ask you to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Your truth makes will make us free. To know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, all the underwater connections that the devil has made to attack this ministry or any other uh, ministry, we take authority, dominion, and power over it in the name of Jesus. We wrap them up, Lord God, in the fire of God. We wrap those entities up, those underwater beings. We wrap them up in the fire of God, the same fire that came on Mount Carmel, Father. We thank you, Lord, that they will not go unpunished in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for releasing your host, Lord Jesus, as the commander-in-chief of the host of the Lord, the Lord's army. Release your armies against them, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. We pull down all the demonic activity in the airways in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the prince of the power of the air. And we banish his rulership in Jesus' name. We pull down his rulership under the feet of Jesus. We pull down all your underlings and all of your structures and all of your psychic activities in the name of Jesus Christ. We turn your psychic activities against you. In Jesus' name. The witchcraft in your mind is now yours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us to leave us now in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bind up every demon coming through the computer lines, through our phones, through any computer or any electronic device in Jesus' holy name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem for Palestine, 
and for all of Israel in the name of Jesus. And we pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted and those that are left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we cover ourselves and this broadcast with the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation, whatever it may be, in the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority and dominion over all interference in our traveling, in Jesus' name, including layovers, in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father, as we make our travel plans for the holidays, as they are called, we take authority, dominion, and power over the infiltration of the enemy and his demons, in Jesus' name. We bind and break their power. We crush their efforts under the name of Jesus Christ. We send back every attack against them in the name of Jesus Christ. We undo their wicked workings in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over their agendas, and we destroy them in the name of Jesus Christ. And we give you praise, glory, and honor, Father, for what the enemy has planned to do, he will not accomplish in Jesus' name. We crush every plan. We crush every agenda. We crush every secret thing that the enemy has done. We thank you, Father, that you are the one who discovers and uncovers the secrets. You are the revealer of secrets, and you will fully expose what the enemy has done and what he is doing and all the traps and lures he has laid for people during the holiday season in Jesus' name. We break their grip and hold over the populace in Jesus' name. We break their grip and hold over the populace in Jesus' name. We break their grip and hold over the populace in Jesus' name. There will be no hijacking in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the grip. We bind the plan of fear in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the plan of fear, and we send the power in the name of Jesus to destroy the fear in Jesus' holy name. Father, we ask you to foil every plan in the name of Jesus. Foil every plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you the praise. We give you the glory and we give you the honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We cumber ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons that attack whenever they attack. In the night, in the day, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, trying to get into our dreams and our imagination. We command them to stay away. We thank you, Father, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist, King Shields. We pull down all the all the protections of the enemy. We melt their shields in Jesus' name. We curse the evil that came from far back before the night of Templar. All that Egyptian witchcraft, we crush it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We crush it in the name of Jesus Christ. We crush it in Jesus' name. We crush it in Jesus' name. All that Indian and African witchcraft, we crush it in Jesus' name. We grind it to powder in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We pull out every fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, voodoo, witchcraft, all curses, everything sent from the enemy. Every spiritual and natural weapon sent against us. And we cut and destroy and pull down all silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down, tear down, strip. And blow up walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, and liars in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the powers of all charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses. Psychic thoughts, psychic prayers, bewitchments, death, all witchcraft, jinxes, mind control, voodoo. Sickness, pain, and torment, all psychic warfare and powers, all incense and candle burnings, incantations, evil prayer chains, ungodly blessings, crystals, root works sent our way. Tribal rituals and sin, all the wickedness of the enemy is back upon him. We return, all hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, evil works, evil powers. We send back all spirits of blindness, bondage, heaviness, fear, and hatred in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that whosoever the Son sets free is free indeed. And we thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your power, for your glory. Demonstrate it in our lives in Jesus' name. We stand against the works of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a strong foundation. The righteous run into you, and they are safe. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we release upon the saints of God faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, Lord. Well, saints, that was interesting. Amen. So our featured psalm is Psalm 67. And our verse for meditation comes from Job 6, 24. Amen. Job 6, 24. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let me do this right now. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Let me pull this back up. Our featured ebook is Spirit, Lust, Flesh, Demons, Working Together. The flesh and the demons work together. So if you get rid of the demons, you still got to deal with the flesh thing. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay. So tonight, we're going to talk about correction is God's way. Correction. Correction is God's way. Saints, it is imperative that we allow God to show us our wrongs and sins. It is imperative that we allow God to show us our wrongs and sins. Heavenly Father, I recognize and am willing to submit myself to your authority, order, and your will in my life. I ask your mercy and forgiveness for my rebellion and pride. Holy Spirit, help me to realize when I am in sin. Lord, continue to correct my life, correct me. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrected. Amen. Whom the Lord loveth, correct. Amen. He wants the very best for us. So when we start falling off the side, he'll help us. He'll help us get back into the right way. Amen. There we go. So, Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 11. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 11. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth. So God must love us because he's coming to help us out. Amen. Proverbs chapter 15, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 10. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 10. Correction is grievous unto him the way. That's right. It's, it's, it's an uncomfortable situation for him that goes away from the path that Jesus has for him. Amen. I think some of us have experienced some of that. So I'm certain that we can testify to it. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. Foolishness. 
is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Praise the Lord for the rod of correction. Amen. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 3. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 3. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 3. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. Well, saints, I would hope that you're not in this condition tonight, but if you are, it's a good time to repent and turn around. Amen. I would hate to think that God has continually attempted to get your attention via correction, but you have refused to receive correction and that you hardened your face and refuse to return to him. But if that has happened to you, change. It's your will. Change. You're able to do this. Yes, in Christ Jesus, you're able to do this. Oh, Lord, you will accept nothing but truth. You have tried to get them to be honest. For you have punished them, but they won't change. You have destroyed them, but they refuse to turn from their sin. They are determined with faces hard as a rock not to repent. Saints, sin brings weakness, not strength and power. Sin brings weakness, but not strength and power. Amen. I want you to remember this because it's important. Sin brings weakness. Amen. Yes, weakness. Physical weakness, spiritual weakness, mental, moral, and financial weakness. Very much so. Perhaps this will matter to you. Sin brings death on many different levels. God would be untrue to his word if he did not allow discomfort or trouble to inflict punishment for wrongdoing. Amen. God would be untrue to his word if he did not allow discomfort or trouble to inflict punishment for wrongdoing, for he has said repeatedly that he would do so. So, 
The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to cause us to realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and supports us in doing what is pleasing to God. That's right. Your Bible ought to be a very close friend of yours. We have all been acquainted with people who are reluctant to receive instruction or correction. I'm sure you have a favorite name for them. They would rather try it their own way and be wrong to seek counsel from God or the pastor. I'm sure you've met one of those. When advice is offered, when advice is offered, they turn it down. Hmm. Well, Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 2. Zephaniah, Z-E-P-H, Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 2. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Well. Hopefully, saints, you're not in this category where you don't obey the voice of the Holy Spirit and you refuse to receive correction and you fail to trust in the Lord and you do not draw near to God. Hopefully, you're not there. But if you are, this is a good time for repentance and some humility, too. Amen? Amen. Proverbs, verse 1, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1, says it so well, calling such an attitude stupid. That's what it says. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1, whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. Yes, stupid. Brutish means stupid. Why will a person refuse help going through life, turning a deaf ear to it? That's right. Why do people do that? That's not wisdom. That's not wisdom at all. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to find a a particular scripture right this moment, so give me a second, because it just came to me. Here we are. Jesus said, for this people's heart is wax gross. And their ears are dull of hearing, 
and their eyes they have closed. Their eyes, their heart is hard. They have hardened hearts. Their ears are dull of hearing. They've closed their own eyes, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Well, it's up to you if you're in that category or not. But if by chance you are, you don't have to live the rest of your life there. You can change. Amen? The good news is you can change. Why will a person refuse the help of God going through life turning a deaf ear to it? Is it possible that this too is because of deep-seated insecurity? Could that be possible? Perhaps it can also be traced back to our original parents when they refused God's instruction. But, saints, that's not the whole story. Yes, it does trace back to them, but we have embraced it wholeheartedly taken it into our lives, and walked out many portions of our lives with it. We need to do our part of the repenting. Yes, we do. Amen. Many believe that if Eve had asked Adam about eating of the fruit before she ate, we might not be in this sinful state today. Well, maybe. However, This does not explain why Adam sinned on his own. Adam was not deceived. He clearly understood that he was rebelling, and he did it anyway. And many of us have engaged in that sin. We were wrong, we knew we were wrong, and we did it anyway. Amen. And we did it anyway. So let's go on. The carnal man is famous for seeking someone else to blame for his own sin, failures, and weaknesses. Carnal man is famous for seeking someone else to blame for his own failures, sin, and weaknesses. Adam said, it's this woman that you have given me. She said, it's the snake, the serpent that beguiled me. And many of us have acted the exact same way. Amen? Even in childhood. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, Jesus. I didn't do it. Somebody else did it. It was their fault. Can't you see what they're doing? Well, can't you see what you're doing? Really? Yes. There are saints who wrongly believe that the pastor is to spend all of their time looking into the saint's life and reporting to the errored saint on such things. That's right. There are people who actually believe that their pastor is supposed to spend all their time. They're never supposed to spend any time with God, of course. 
just spend time looking into their particular little life situations so they can tell them every little thing they need to do. Excuse me? I don't think so. Seriously? He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. You know, it's not the pastor's job to go down the check life of your life and tell you every single thing you've got out of line. That's just not so. You're supposed to develop a relationship to Jesus Christ, and as you seek his face and seek him to reveal the mess in you, he does. You're not going to get to abdicate your responsibility in this and try to throw it off on someone else. It's not going to happen. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. I'm certain there's going to be some spouse, when they pass away, ask Jesus why their spouse didn't tell them that they were headed to hell. And Jesus is going to say, they did. Amen? It's amazing how when information and truth and correction come, people just manage not to hear it because they don't want to. We just saw that scripture. Psalm 139, verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. And art acquainted with all my ways. Job chapter 6, verse 24. Job chapter 6, verse 24. Job chapter 6, verse 24. Shmi, and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Teach me and I will hold my tongue. Well, maybe your tongue needs to go on the altar of God and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Children, to begin with, are very insecure in many ways. If you hand them a new toy and try to show them how it works, they will usually pull away. They only come back for instruction when they give up trying their own way that could not succeed. You give the child a toy. Then you try to show them, okay, this is how this works. Oh, no, they don't want that. They want to do it themselves. They want to do it their way. They got their own plan. 
And then when they can't make it go or they can't make it fly or they can't make it move or whatever the thing's supposed to do, that's when they'll come back whining to the parent or to the person that gave them the toy. Well, what should we say to that? Well, perhaps you are still this child. Perhaps you're still behaving this way. And God is calling you out on it right now. Perhaps this is where you need to change. All of us have heard the familiar saying, you do it your way, I'll do it mine. Well, not at all realizing that insecurity could be sh- could be showing. Insecurity? I don't have any insecurity. Thou shalt not tell lies on thyself. Amen? You're not supposed to bear false witness against your neighbor. Amen? God wrote that with his own finger, you know. This childhood insecurity develops more strongly in some than others. Yet all of us have a measure of it following us into adulthood, even into our new life as Christians. It doesn't just drop off. No, we've got to do some work with Jesus first. It doesn't just fly away. I know some Christians think that all you have to do is say, oh, Jesus, this is wrong. And then it's just going to get up and fly away. I have news for you. It's time to grow up. Amen? Amen. All your ugly isn't going to just fly away because you say, whoops. Nope. As long as we refuse to tell the truth, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth according to the spirit of truth, and acknowledging this inherited trait, which we have embraced, we continue to keep the security and the maturity of our Lord from developing within us. As long as we refuse to tell the truth in acknowledging this inherited trait, which we have embraced, continue to keep the security and the maturity of our Lord from developing within us. In other words, we're being our own worst enemy. This trait is very noticeable in college students and now even in high school students And far beyond. The young students will usually listen from a highly critical viewpoint. Not a humble heart. A highly critical viewpoint. It would be wonderful if all of us could go through life first. Then go into academic life to learn, 
after we have become secure enough to listen objectively. All right, I'll give you that again. It would be wonderful if all of us could go through life first, then go into academic life for the purpose of learning. After we have become secure enough to listen objectively, there are some people you attempt to give them knowledge and and correction, and they are so used to blocking out the voice of authority that they do not hear a thing you say, and they are doing it by their own will. They are doing it by their own will. They practice it. It becomes their lifestyle. Saints, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. Amen? The same is true with Christians. Some refuse to accept that water brings wetness and fire brings heat. And some of these are in MIC. Oh, yes. Though Israel saw with their own eyes the great miracles of our Lord, their insecurity would not allow them to change. Let me say that part again. Even though the Israelites saw the great miracles of our Lord, their own insecurity would not allow them to change. This type of insecurity, if allowed to go unchecked, will end with a stubborn, unteachable spirit. This type of insecurity, if allowed to go unchecked, will end with a stubborn, unteachable spirit. If you're a person that you have to learn everything the hard way, Guess what? It's your fault. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Second Samuel. Scripture Jesus. Hold on. Nope, that ain't the right one. Let me go back and look again. I think it's this. Amen. I don't think that's the right one, though. Amen. No, it's 1 Samuel. It's 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. That's how God sees it. That's his point of view. 
That is his point of view. That's how you get an unteachable spirit. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. Proverbs chapter 1, beginning with verse 20. I'll give you a moment to get there. Proverbs chapter 1. Beginning with verse 20, wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the street, she crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the opening of the gate, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, how long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Verse 23, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called and ye refuse. I have called, and ye refuse. God said he's called you, but you refused him as often as you could. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded, so you didn't pay him any attention. But ye have said it not, all my counsel. Oh, God's counsel just doesn't matter, because I'm going to do it this way. And would none of my reproof, you didn't want God's correction. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They were none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Well, therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That's what your Lord has to say. Amen? If your family, neighbors, or friends, have a way of doing something that is better after checking with the Holy Spirit. Why not give it a try? If a brother or sister in the faith seems to be making more progress than you, instead of being jealous or envious, would it not be a good idea to at least Inquire of the Lord as to why this is so. Well, isn't that something to think about? 
Isn't that something to consider? Wow. An answer might be available. Maybe God can help you. Maybe God can help you. This will place you into a much better position or posture than later by their apparent success. Ah, there it is. Threatened by their apparent success. Deal with it, saints. It's the truth. This type of insecurity that leads to an unteachable spirit has gone undetected in the average Christian church. They, however, do readily admit that they do not practice the teaching they know is contained in the word of God. Wow. They admit that when they read scriptural truth that they are not experiencing, they are troubled. If a person is secure in what he believes, surely that person would be open to discuss the word of God without being defensive. Nor would they try to come off to you as being eloquent, falsely eloquent, trying to talk about scripture, using words in scriptures, phrases in scriptures, and they really don't know what they are saying, what the phrase means. There's there's persons in, in miracle who do that. Their conversation, you try to talk to them, their conversation is phrase after phrase that they memorized out of scripture, but they really don't know what those scriptures mean. Well, guess what? They are not impressive at all. Amen? At least not in a good way. Amen. Amen. Many will develop a blind spot in their spiritual perception because of this. Even the Apostle Paul would not be welcome in their church if he taught all that he wrote to the New Testament churches. All right. Perhaps it is this same spirit of insecurity that causes some to be so vastly different from others. Mm-hmm. We witness this in dress, in fashion, in color preference, in style of living. Very often, it becomes evident as people age. Being insecure with their age bracket 
They seek to lower their age in the eyes of others by dressing or acting much younger than they are. And how do they look? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I just don't want to grow up. I just don't want to grow up. I don't want to grow up. Mm-hmm. But that's not what God called for. So the direction they're going in is the wrong direction. Amen. Hopefully, parents will not only realize their own insecurities, but will be able to detect these symptoms in their children and give righteous instruction so that they will develop into secure young people. Praise the Lord for that. Being secure enough as a person and as a Christian will always cause you to be open to correction and instruction. When someone you, they're not necessarily coming to attack you, and you should not receive it as an attack. Amen. You know who you are. It is not an attack. It's an attempt to rescue. It's an attempt to rescue. It is not an attack. It is an attempt to rescue. And it should be viewed in the light of truth, not the light of defensiveness and insecurity. Amen. Amen. If you find yourself Resenting others when they try to help you, remember that it can be a result of your own childhood insecurity following you into adulthood. But you see, it's up to you to say, this is as far as you can go and no farther. You're not following me anymore. As a born-from-above believer, you are to be a very secure person in Christ. So if you are not that very secure person in Christ, you have work to do with God. Amen? You have work to do with God. And not a little work. You you and God have to work on this. Amen. I'll say it again. As a born from above believer, you are to be a very secure person in Christ. Well, stop running from your insecurities and get with God and deal with them. 
There's no place for you to run and no place for you to hide. That's over. And besides, it doesn't work anyway. Amen. If you know who you are and where you are going, you are far ahead of your unsaved significant others. But because we do not recognize these symptoms of insecurity and deal with them in Christ, the life of the Lord Jesus cannot surface in us. Let me say it again. Because we do not recognize these symptoms of insecurity and deal with them in Christ, the life of the Lord Jesus cannot surface in us. Why? Because your insecurity is in the way. That's why. Amen. The wise youth accept their parents, even their heavenly father's rebukes. The wise youth accept their parents. Even their heavenly father's rebuke. However, a mocker does not. Really? That's right. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. You know, your parents says, if you keep doing this, you're going to get in trouble. Huh. Nobody's going to give me a ticket. That's a mocker. That's a scorner. They end up in trouble. It works that way. Amen? Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. You know you've been warned before by your parents, even your heavenly father, that you ought not do a certain thing. But you think you're so smart and so slick, you can get away with doing it. And then when you do it, it backfires on you. There you go. You've got it now. You understand. You understand. You've tried it enough times. Amen. Amen. You see, when when um when God's tried to get your attention and tries to get your attention and tries to get your attention and you just keep ignoring it, the the later the last warning is is intense. It's intense. Why? Because you've been ignoring it the whole time. He has to send somebody that's not one of these emotional people that they can't say anything that might hurt your feelings because God's trying to get your attention. You understand? He does not want you going off the cliff. You'll get it. And my, that was old. They must have had a bad day. No, they didn't have a bad day. It's you. You're not listening to God. Well, they sure could have said it nicer. What good did it do? God had done it before and you didn't listen. They said it nicer, but you still didn't change. So God sent somebody that would do it different and not feel guilty. Because they knew he sent them to say it just like that. 
plot to get through to you. That's why. How about it? When you're dealing with a hard-headed person, you can't always give a nice, sweet, soft answer because they've had that and ignored it. Amen. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. You got a real God. And as you read scripture, you will find that God's rebukes and reproofs to the nation of Israel became more and more intense every time he had to deal with them again about the same thing. The intensity increased. You know, there's one way to say, okay, Johnny, put that down. And then Johnny keeps on and he's getting himself deeper in trouble. And she looks up again, Johnny, put that down. It's another thing when Johnny's about to stick it down his throat. It comes out completely different. Okay, so when you get this intense rebuke, it's because you've been pretending that you don't know that God's trying to get your attention. Amen, and that's the way it is. Amen. Where was that? Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp. The commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The correction that instruction brings is the way of life. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 28. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Amen. Job chapter 5, verse 17. Job chapter 5, verse 17. Job chapter 5, verse 17. Behold. Happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. Don't in attitudes. Amen. Well, nobody ever told me that. Well, perhaps if you had studied the scriptures a little more, you might have discovered it yourself. Amen? Amen. These are only a few scriptures which teach us the value of correction. You know, one of the things I've noticed, even in Christian marriages, is that God will attempt to use one of the spouses to correct the other. And they're supposed to submit to one another in love, but that's not what they do. 
what they really do is they get on the defensive, they rear up, they cuss, fuss, fight, and do all kinds of things that they're not supposed to do. And then when they come around you in church, they've got this holier-than-thou attitude. Okay, folks, that's sin, by the way. You know, the front is, we're a nice Christian couple, but at home, it's another story. When God is attempting to use your spouse to explain to you that you are not right and that you are wrong, humility is a good word. Pride is a bad word. Amen? Amen. Amen. If a saint is not open to receive correction, the truth will perish. A corrected child is a happy, secure child who will bring delight to the father's heart. He that hates reproof or resents correction is a dying person. God corrects or chastens those who have an ongoing relationship with him. Amen? Many Christians cannot receive correction from God nor their pastor because of a poor relationship with their own father. You know, we talked about this a long time ago, that God is different from your biological or adopted father or mother. God is God. They were corrupted, sinful people. But God is holy and pure and righteous altogether. You cannot take the attribute of your um, faulted parents and throw them on God as if they are his, because that's just not the truth. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy Savior. You know, Job's friends got in trouble with God because the things they said about God were not the truth. Amen. So you can't say, well, my dad was like this and then fling that over on God as if he's supposed to be the same thing. He's never been that. Make him that. He is God and God alone. He is who he reveals himself to be in Scripture. And you cannot make him the bad guy because your dad or your mom or your stepdad or your stepmom or your adopted or whoever the state appointed wasn't a nice person or couldn't communicate with you. And maybe you had a chip on your shoulders, you know. God is who he is. And he loves you, and he corrects you because he loves you. And you can't make him a bad dad just because you're having a bad attitude. Amen. And that's how that goes. Amen. God is coming to help you out. So get rid of the bad attitude. 
Hallelujah. So, amen. Where did I leave off, Lord? Oh, there. Okay, here we are. Many Christians still can't receive correction from God. They've got this issue with their with their regular their natural parents. So now go to God and get that straightened out. Amen. And stop blaming God because they showed out on you. God didn't do that. They did. The secure person wants to be open to correction, not close to it, and thus receive blessings from the Lord. Some of the saints would do well to learn this. There are many MIC saints who, though they need help, will not ask pastor for it, and even worse, resents anyone who might offer such. Why? Because of insecurity. A secure person, no matter how well he is doing, is always open to suggestions or sermons in order to better himself. So you have faith? Well, how well do you operate it? The answer to our childhood insecurity that which follows us into our adult Christian life is the word of God. The scriptures are given to us for correction. We need to continually ingest them, listen as they are taught, and get give heed to them. We must be doers of the word and not hearers only. The hard heart will not receive instruction, neither will the hard head. A secure person has a very soft heart and is eager to be helped. Any questions, write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. If the word of God is indwelling you as a believer, you are in an ever-learning posture before your Lord and before your peers. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John 4, verse 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Amen. Hello. Let me go back over here. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
the knowledge that the greater one is in you, you will be able to deal with the insecurities which have plagued you from childhood. Continue to confess that God is in you. Confess his strength, not yours. Confess his indwelling ability, not your ability. Do not speak of all the things you do not have or cannot do. Speak only of who you are in him. Your cord of security will grow stronger and stronger as your insecurity disappears. A righteous Christian has true humility. A humble spirit is a teachable one. A teachable one can be found only in a saint who is endeavoring to correct the insecurities that constantly plague and harass him. Arm yourself with the truth that the greater one Our God indwells you as a child of God, even greater than all hindrances and all hang-ups. Once armed, use that armor by constantly confessing who you are in Christ, not who you are by natural birth. God is your new parent. You now have the same Father as your Lord had on earth. Speak openly of his security. Now, there is no need to resist the righteous help of those who sincerely care. Amen? Amen. Yes, you need to recast the message. Yes, you do. Praise the Lord. God is good. Yes, you need to recast the broadcast and play it over and over and over again until it gets down, down deep inside of you. Why? Because that's where it needs to be. That's where you get the most benefit from it. Amen? That's where it needs to be, deep inside of you. So it's best to listen to it over and over and take notes and look the scriptures up and talk to the Lord about the scriptures and about the truth of your life. You know, the part you hide from other people, that part. Amen. Praise the Lord. God has come to do a work in our lives, saints. Let's allow him to do the work he's come to do. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. U.S. citizens spend around half of their lives ingesting prescription drugs, with the number of people taking five or more drugs at the same time rising according to recent research. The October 1st study published in the journal Demography looked at how many years Americans spend 
on taking prescription drugs. It looked at data from 15,000 households between 1996 and 2019. An analysis estimated that a newborn boy born in 2019 would have a life expectancy of 76.59 years, out of which he would take prescription drugs for 48% of his life, or 36.84 years. For newborn girls, life expectancy was calculated to be 81.72 years, out of which nearly 60% or 47.54 years would be spent taking prescription drugs. A 25-year-old man in 2019 would spend 59.4% of his remaining life taking prescription drugs, medication. 25-year-old man in 2019 would spend 59.4% of his remaining life taking prescription medication. For a 25-year-old woman, this figure was at 71.1%. The years that people can expect to spend taking prescription drugs are now higher than they might spend in their first marriage, getting an education, or being in the labor force, said Jessica Hope, author of the study who is also an associate of Penn State Social Science Research Institute. According to an October 6th post by the university, it's important to recognize the central role that prescription drug use has taken on in our lives, she said. As an American, I'd like to know what medications I'm putting in my body and how long I can expect to take them. The study noted that the prescription drug usage has reached very high levels with over half of all men and women taking them in 2019. The research also sheds light on the issue of polypharmacy. When an individual takes five or more drugs at the same time, Polypharmacy is high and increasing among adults and children, with older adults having the highest levels of polypharmacy, the study noted. Among adults age 65 and above, 42% were taking five or more prescription drugs back in 2012, it pointed out. In the current analysis, the study found that a newborn boy born in 2019 would spend 15% of his life taking five or more drugs. For a newborn girl, it was 20%. Among 85-year-old men and women in 2019, more than half were estimated to be taking five or more drugs for the remaining part of their lives. Contributing factors of polypharmacy include high burdens of chronic disease and multiple morbidity the intensification of treatment for chronic diseases, and a growing propensity to treat earlier disease stages, such as prediabetes, fragmentation in the healthcare system, and increasing use of drugs to counter side effects of other, excuse me, side effects of other drugs. Increases in polypharmacy are particularly 
impactful for older adults who are at the greater risk of experiencing negative effects due to factors like metabolic changes associated with aging and a higher prevalence of impaired cognition. Study noted that polypharmacy raises the risk of falls, cognitive impairment, hospitalization, lower quality of life, and mortality. This paper is not trying to say that use of prescription drugs is good or bad, Ms. Ho said. Obviously, they have made a difference in treating many conditions, but there are growing concerns about how much is too much. There's a large body of research that shows Americans are less healthy and live shorter lives than our counterparts in other high-income countries. The prescription drug piece is part and parcel of that reality. The study found that a majority of women older than 15 take prescription drugs. Among men, this was 40 years. Ms. Ho attributes, attributes the trend of women taking prescription drugs at an earlier age in part to birth control and hormonal contraceptives. But it is also related to greater use of psychotherapeutic drugs and painkillers among women, she said. If we consider the difference between men and women, excluding contraceptives would only account for about a third of the difference. The remaining two-thirds is primarily driven by the use of other hormone-related drugs, painkillers and psychotherapeutic drugs used to treat conditions such as depression, anxiety, and ADHD. The study found a big racial difference when it came to male-female drug prescription intake age, with whites starting at an earlier age. Among males, the majority of white men start taking prescription drugs at the age of 40. This was 45 for blacks and 55 for Hispanics. Among females, over half of all white women Older than 15 were found taking prescription drugs. This was at 40 for blacks and 45 for Hispanics. An overprescription of drugs can end up causing harm. For instance, amid high antibiotic usage, public health officials have warned that the growth of antibiotic-resistant bacteria is speeding up. Every year, five antibiotic prescriptions are written for every six people in the United States, with a third of them not needed at all. Sometimes antibiotics can make you feel a little better. Some of them have a little anti-inflammatory response. But all you're really doing is training your own bacteria to become resistant to that antibiotic. Romney Humphreys, division director of the laboratory at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, said in an interview, According to the data from the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, over 2.8 million antibiotic-resistant infections occur in the country every year, out of which around 35,000 infections lead to death. A January 2022 report by the Congressional Budget Office pointed out that nationwide per capita use of prescription drugs rose over the past decade, Per enrollee, use of prescription drugs has also increased in Medicare Part D and Medicaid. 
from an average of 48 prescriptions per year in 2009 to 54 in 2018 in Medicare Part D and from seven prescriptions per year to 11 in Medicaid over that period, it said. The report attributed their increased use of prescription drugs primarily to increasing availability and use of generic drugs, along with the continued development of new treatments. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning every crisis currently being engineered is designed to cover up a larger crime or power grab being committed against humanity by the globalist elite. It takes many years of experience of studying and exposing globalist deception in order to see this pattern. Each of us has been covering this for 20-plus years. In that time, we've seen the same playbook repeated again and again. Engineered crisis leads to emotional manipulation, leads to reaction, lead to globalist end goal. 9-11 was an engineered event. It was designed to manipulate the American people into supporting a war on terror, which unleashed the surveillance state that has been illegally deployed against the American people to this day. 9-11, much like October 7th for Israel, was a planned stand-down event to achieve a heinous act of terrorism against our own nation so that the government and military could justify erroneous actions they wanted to take all along. The Oklahoma City bombing was another such event. Note that a daycare center in the targeted building produced stories of blown-up babies which echoes exactly what we're hearing today regarding Israel and Hamas. Anytime babies are mentioned, you should strongly suspect emotional manipulation and falsely engineered engineered of events. The current fiction being pushed by pro-Israeli sources is that Hamas cooked an Israeli baby in an oven. This is supposed to provoke outrage among the very same Americans and Israelis who openly condone butchering babies in the womb. By the way, in case you were keeping track, the end goal of Oklahoma City was to achieve nationwide gun confiscation. This came shortly after the assault weapons ban was passed by Congress and signed into law in 1994. That law expired in 2004. AR-15 sales have exploded ever since. And now anyone arguing that citizens don't need firearms to defend themselves is rightly seen as, as an oblivious idiot, especially after October 7th. Today, the powers that be need a financial collapse to absorb their decades-long financial crimes of printing currency, looting the American people's bank accounts and pensions, and manipulating financial markets to keep themselves enriched 
while the working masses remain enslaved in a cycle of poverty. If not for all the currency counterfeiting operations, most Americans would be quite well off being able to reap the rewards of their own labor without the burden of inflation tied around their necks. But if a financial collapse can be blamed on Russia or China or Iran, then the criminals who carried out this mass theft can point their fingers at a scapegoat and get away with the entire thing. A nation of consumers who can't do basic math will be none the wiser. Similarly, these same power-hungry globalist-run elitists need a military draft a large war ca- and large war casualties to cover up their vaccine jab death. There is nothing like a war to obscure the shocking number of young Americans who are dropping dead from injected bioweapons. That's why war in the Middle East is a certainty. The globalist elite need a mass casualty event to obscure the vaccine bioweapons fatalities so that sharp statisticians can't find any more signals in all the death noise. As we have repeatedly covered with war correspondent Michael Yon, the wide open borders across the southern USA are meant to allow radicalized Middle East terrorists to smuggle weapons and soldiers into the United States by provoking rage among all those who follow Islam by carrying out genocidal mass bombings of civilians in Gaza. Western leaders have calculated they will set off terrorism attacks against against domestic U.S. targets, such as infrastructure and civilians. This, in turn, provides the pretext for Biden to both declare martial law and and even potentially cancel the 2024 election. The more fanatic the bombings, the more power the government takes for your protection. These are just a few examples of how engineered crisis events are used to obscure crimes and seize power. Peace is the enemy of all this, which is why anyone calling for peace right now is labeled either a Putin stooge or an anti-Semite. Peace can never be allowed to intervene in the goals of the globalist elite who plan to exterminate humanity with global depopulation. But to achieve that, they need total control, disarmament of the civil population, destruction of the Bill of Rights, control over all online speech, and sufficient social support as they commit genocide against humanity. Everything you are seeing unfold right now is engineered to achieve those goals. That's why the IDF was ordered to stand down on October 7th, for example. That is why George Soros is funding pro-Palestine college groups to chant radical anti-Israel slogans in order to invoke a free speech crackdown by conservatives such as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. 
This is a playbook that's being run against humanity with easily predictable results since human neurology is easily controlled by governments, media, and the invocation of hatred. This is exactly why fictional stories like Hamas beheaded 40 babies has to, had to be created and passed off as facts because they invoke the emotional reaction that's needed for governments to justify genocide against humanity as a whole. Remember, what they are doing to Gaza right now is just the opening chapter. The entire human population is next in line. Here's a summary of the most notable crisis events being engineered right now as cover stories for larger crimes carried out by the globalist elite. Financial collapse covers up the government's financial crimes and explains away mass poverty by blaming America's enemies for waging currency wars. It also provides a convenient narrative for governments rolling out central bank digital currencies while eliminating most mid-level retail banks, concentrating financial power in the hands of a few globalist banks like Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, and Bank of America. A military draft covers up skyrocketing vaccine deaths among America's youth, blaming their deaths on war with Islam most likely. It also covers up the deaths of vaccinated active-duty military personnel. Domestic terrorism from radical Islamic border crossers justifies calls for domestic martial law that enables government to attempt nationwide gun confiscation while claiming to be protecting the citizens. Watch carefully how upcoming acts of sabotage, terrorism, and mass death in the continental United States will be carried out with whatever weapons the administration wants to ban. AR-15, ghost guns, arm brace, AR pistols, high-capacity magazines, etc. Martial law, meanwhile, halts elections and ends any real political reckoning for the same Democrat regime that rigged 2020 and plunged America into inflation, war, and despair. That's why Biden regime officials operate without any sense of accountability. They never plan to be held accountable for anything. Real power means never having to rely on the will of the voters to approve of anything you're doing. These efforts are aided by the spineless GOP that still won't demand paper ballots and who therefore will be clobbered again if there is an election in 2024. Republicans can only play the role of losers and not leaders, and their only real loyalty is to Israel, not America. So much for rhinos. Food insecurity is spreading across America thanks to food inflation, geoengineering, weather weapons, and routine sabotage of America's food infrastructure, production facilities, grain storage, etc., 
This crisis is engineered to force people onto government food stamp programs, which will, of course, be merged with um, CBDCs and vaccine compliance so that central bank digital currencies and vaccine compliance so that the only people allowed to enter grocery stores and receive government-allotted food handouts will be those who take the required jabs and don't criticize Israel. Mass homelessness of the American people is being engineered through spiking home mortgage rates and unaffordable rent. Millions of Americans will lose their homes, which will be taken over by BlackRock and various banks to live in tent cities that are already being set up in Chicago, New York City, and other locations to house illegal immigrants. In a shocking Trading Places event, the illegal migrants will be gifted homes previously occupied by Americans. Thanks to various government grant programs that are already favoring migrants over U.S. veterans, for example, with generous handouts and free housing. In effect, the tent cities of migrants will be swapped out with destitute Americans while the migrants live in the homes that Americans can no longer afford. Millions of Americans will end up living in tent cities entirely dependent on government handouts of food and limited shelter. Geoengineering weather weaponization is used to destroy cities. Acapulco, for example, and and obliterate crops and water supplies, ultimately forcing large masses of people into 15-minute cities where they are monitored, controlled, and killed off via vaccines and violence. Through weather weaponization, the weapon, through through weather weaponization, A global holodomor is being unleashed against humanity, making it increasingly difficult for anyone to achieve food self-reliance and thereby resist total control efforts of the globalists. In all this, remember that globalists are actively working to depopulate planet Earth by exterminating billions of human beings. That's why there will be no peace, no abundance, no freedom in our world until these globalists are defeated. Some people believe the white hats will defeat the globalists. Others think Christ will return and defeat evil. And that all good people will be raptured out before the total collapse gets underway. Both viewpoints are probably wildly optimistic. My guess is that the suffering has already begun. The suffering has already begun, and we are far from any victory against the anti-human forces that currently dominate planet Earth. In a recent interview, Cycles experts and analyst Charles Nenner said that in this war cycle, about 2 billion human beings will be killed, about one-quarter of the current world population. I have similarly predicted that due to engineered famine, war, and financial collapse, we will see anywhere from 1 to 4 billion people killed in the next decade, mostly through starvation, violence, and war. The silver lining is that 
even those of us who see the globalists succeeding so far with their extermination plans also agree that they can't kill us all. There will be survivors, and it might be half or more of the current human population. The real question for you is whether you wish to join the survivors. Doing so requires real preparation. Since the globalist elite are engineered shortages and crisis events that are designed to leave you destitute, hungry, desperate, and homeless. Above all, stay informed and be ready for what's coming because it's clear the globalists are driving our world to war, starvation, financial collapse, terrorism, and extreme dislocation. I fully expect to see American refugees fleeing collapsing Democrat-run cities. For example, food banks will be overrun. Online ammo sales will likely be banned under martial law. Gold, silver, seeds, and ammo will become common barter arm items at the local level, with crypto fulfilling the role of transactions at a distance. The life savings of most people, bank accounts, pensions, entitlements, will be utterly wiped out. Only those holding real assets will survive the financial apocalypse that's being engineered. You will see mass starvation, violence, desperation across the collapsed America. This world war has only just begun, and the evil is just getting started. Amen. So we're requesting adjudications from the righteous concerning. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication. Over the past decade, smuggling illegal immigrants into the U.S. has evolved from a scattered network of freelance independent human smugglers known as coyotes into an organized crime-controlled $13 billion a year business according to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime. While smuggling illegal immigrants is a gross violation of a country's border and immigration laws, it is not a violation of a person's human rights because the smuggling includes consent by the individuals to be moved across a border in exchange for payment over the facilitation of the service. George Mason University smuggling expert Guadalupe Cabrera said the service fees typically range from $4,000 for migrants coming from Latin America to $20,000 if they must be moved from Africa, Asia, or Eastern Europe. For years, cartels were paid a tax by coyotes so they could move migrants through through territories they controlled along the border. By 2019, Organized criminal syndicates like drug cartels turned to migrant smuggling, which was far more profitable because of the sheer number of people seeking to move into the United States. Port by the Tech Transparency Project has revealed that many illegal immigrants were lured to go to the U.S. by individuals posting misinformation on social media platforms like Facebook. These individuals promised to help illegal immigrants gain entry to the United States only to steal their money or abandon them in dangerous situations. Meta, Facebook's parent company, 
has done nothing to stop the spread of false or misleading information about conditions along the route to the United States. Uh, Director Katie Paul said, the misinformation has led people in the region to think it's a lot easier to get into the United States than it is in reality. The report, which includes migrant interviews and antidotes, stated some of the false information posted online about environmental conditions appeared to influence survey respondents' decision-making about their own migration attempt. The end of Title 42 in May has also boosted the migrant smuggling business. Introduced by the Trump administration, Title 42 authorized the immediate expulsion of those crossing the border illegally without an asylum hearing to protect the U.S. from potential carriers of the Wuhan coronavirus. Following the Title 42's expiration, former Mexican police officer Ed Cauldron said, it's like Christmas for those migrant smugglers right now, and it's out in the open. Calderon, who specializes in the border underworld, noted that migrant detentions have fallen by 70%. He added that the abundance of propaganda about many migrants successfully crossing the border without being detained has allowed smugglers to increase their service fees. Meanwhile, the House Committee on Homeland Security has found that 95.8% of illegal aliens who requested appointments through the mobile app launched by Customs and Border Protection for Immigrants in recent months were released into the U.S. on parole with a notice to appear. Translates to more than 2,266,000 out of more than 278,000 illegals who requested appointments through the app from January 12th to September 30th based on documents provided to the committee by the Department of Homeland Security. The committee is particularly concerned about the abuse of the apps by drug cartels. The national security implications are that the cartels are just able to manipulate everything that the DHS is doing to continue their operations, the committee source said, who requested anonymity. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning South Korea is seeking assistance from five domestic banks to help finance Poland's purchase of $22 billion worth of weapons after Warsaw hit import-export lending limit, and what would be Seoul's biggest ever arms sale, according to a report by Reuters. Five local banks are reviewing a syndicated loan as a support measure intended to assist Warsaw's purchase of military hardware from Seoul, Reuters said on Friday. This includes rocket artillery, artillery systems and fighter jets, the news agency added, citing a South Korean government official who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Officials from a South Korean defense manufacturer confirmed discussions of a syndicated loan plan. While two representatives of South Korean banks confirmed that the loans would be issued but did not elaborate on what type, a syndicated loan involves a group of 
lenders collaborating to provide a large sum to a single borrower, typically to finance significant deals. The South Korean defense official told Reuters that should the syndicated loan prove to be insufficient, could be other financing measures on the way. The report indicates Seoul's intentions to work around Poland's financing obstacles to secure what would be South Korea's largest ever arms sale, worth around $22.7 billion. It follows an agreement stuck between the two countries last struck between the two countries last year through which southern korean arms manufacturers arranged the supply of tanks howitzers and fighter jets to the eu states that arrangement was worth about 13.7 billion and at the same time was south korea's largest ever arms export deal Government officials in Seoul didn't provide comment on the latest reported transaction when asked. The military conflict in Ukraine has provided a boom to South Korea's weapons exporting industry, with sales totaling around $17 billion last year, a significant increase on the $7.25 billion it registered in 2021. Seoul's 2022 deal with Poland established it as a major player in a global weapons export market, typically dominated by the U.S. and Russia. Reuters also notes that the South Korean leadership is seeking closer relationships with Europe and particularly with Poland, which borders Ukraine, as Warsaw beefs up its military stockpiles. In September, Poland's Prime Minister M.M., suggested that it would no longer supply weapons to Ukraine amid a dispute regarding Kiev's grain exports. Instead, the prime minister outlined a plan for Warsaw to modernize its own military hardware. He later clarified his comments, which he said had been misinterpreted in the worst possible way, by saying that it would be only newly purchased weapons that would not be sent to its neighbor amid its conflict with Moscow, just judge for his adjudications on such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the U.S. Treasury Department has introduced new sanctions against dozens of individuals and legal entities in Russia, according to an official statement released on Thursday. The Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control added AFK Sistema, Arctic LNG-2, and several banks, including Russian Standard, Home Credit, Post Office, Absolute Bank, and Russian Regional Development Bank to its so-called specially designated nationals list. The restrictions also target the St. Petersburg Stock Exchange, which reported it has suspended trading in foreign equities Following the announcement, other institutions include the Bauman Moscow State Technical University and Gazprom Neft Group entities. Among the individuals on the register are Russian Deputy Minister of Industry and Trade, VE, and Russian engineer, Alex Kans, uh, never mind, who participated in the development of the Landsat kamikaze drones, as well as members of his family. 
sanctions also targeted Yakub Z, who headed Danone Russia after all foreign company shares had been transferred to the Russian Federal Property Management Agency and his father, Salam Zakharov, the first deputy chairman of the Chechen Parliament. Washington has also targeted some countries and private companies, some countries and private companies globally to ensure enforcement of its sanctions against Russia. Among those designated on Thursday were Turkish, Chinese, and United Arab Emirates firms, including companies that supplied Russia with high-priority goods and aviation parts and equipment. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on all such and all related. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Marshall, it's that time of day. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm so glad you told us, Lord. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. And Jesus told us, as the Lord reminded me when I talked to my prayer partner over in the Middle East, when she was a little bit anxious about what's going on over there, because they're just a little notch ahead of where we could be from what we just heard Pastor Sabrina read about. And it said, uh, kind of pathetically, pray that you enter not into temptation. Interesting, the Lord gave me that little verse just before I went to sleep the other night before Pastor Sabrina's uh, sermon on Friday. So that's in Luke 22:40, but then it's confirmed a few verses later in verse 46. Pray that you enter not into temptation. Well, how could we be tempted? Tempted to worry? Tempted to think we have something figured out? <laughs> so if any man thinks he knows anything, knows nothing yet as he ought to know. That's what your word says in Corinthians. I think it's First um, Corinthians 8:2 or something like that. So, Father God, we know that Jesus knows everything. He's made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And we thank you, Father God. You showed us through our sister, Pat Holliday, not to mention many other saints that have gone before, what you use. Use the weak things of the world to confound the wise. Where is that? That's somewhere in the beginning of in, uh, chapter 1 of Corinthians. But to them which are called, 1 Corinthians one twenty four. but to them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So we thank you, Lord, that we cast all of our care upon you, Lord Jesus, because you care for us as we can't do diddly. We can't drool, burp. We wouldn't even exist if Jesus didn't speak us into being. We thank you for Ephesians. Where is that? Ephesians 3.9, I think. Father God created everything through Jesus, through the Word of God. And it's confirmed in the Old Testament, Psalm 33, around verse 6. So you spoke everything into being by your Word, Lord. You knit us together in our mother's womb. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious. And you told us to... Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou the mayest be justified. Well, what are we putting in remembrance of? That's what it says in Isaiah 43:26. And you said in Isaiah 44, starting verse 2, Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb. Well, who formed Pat Holiday in the womb? Uh, you did, Lord. You formed me. You formed all of us. 
from the human, that is, from the womb, which will help thee. Hey, you said you'll help us. Praise the Lord. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jezreel, whom I have chosen. I'm sorry if I said that too loud. Thus says the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, that judgment whom I have chosen. For I'll pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. We thank you for Pat Holiday's insights. And uh, Brother Bill's help with that repeatedly, and I do need repeated help. Uh, about the, the insight that the gentleman had up in Canada, whenever it was in the 60s, um, in the summertime, two visions, two open visions or dreams he had, uh, 48 hours apart, about like liquid light coming into the earth, and the body of Christ, this huge giant, like Gulliver's, in Gulliver's Travel, like waking up, and the little fingers that were held down by these little strings, you know, by the global elites with all their mind control, and the little, uh, the hand, the mighty hand of God, trying to be held down by the global elites. Oh, you've got to be afraid. Oh, you got to get a job. Oh, you got to be afraid. You're going to take your bank account. Who, who, did, did Jesus need a bank account? Well, if he wanted to pay taxes, he just didn't want to offend them. He said the children are free. That's what it says in Luke. But he said, uh, "Go cast a, 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 a line into the into the, the, the you know the Galilee or wherever it is, and pull out a fish, and you'll find a little piece of money and give it for him and for for me." So, Lord, you provide all of our needs because you, you can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. And greater is He that is in us than He is in the world, as we just heard about. Well, how did He get to be in us? Because we hunger and thirst for righteousness. Because we. We feed not just on natural things. It's nice to have natural food. That's fine. But, but much, much more because we're spiritual. And we're, we're not just here for, a little, for a, a little blink and then we disappear forever. No, there's an eternity to be gained and hell to be avoided. The, the, life, above is, the life is above to the wise and may depart from hell beneath it, says in Proverbs. And as what does it say in 1 Corinthians 15:19. The Lord reminded me about this earlier today, so I need to read it. I don't have it memorized, so be it with me. First Corinthians fifteen nineteen, Because a lot of people say, well, I've seen God heal me. It's pretty awesome. It is awesome. It is wonderful. But guess what? Eventually, you know, there's a few people like like uh, Elijah or whatever that just went up in, in the chariot or whatever. He didn't physically die. I don't know if he's one of those prophets in the last part of, in, in Revelation. But anyway... If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable, that so we better be really sure because he's creating new heavens and new earth where in dwelleth righteousness. So we thank you, Lord, for your new heaven and your new earth, for all these adjudications that pastors are bringing us, and we are all bringing before your throne of grace on time and you become boldly before your throne of grace. Why? Because Jesus is ever living to make intercession for us, like it says in Hebrews 7.25, that his blood is sprinkling, is speaking better things than that of Abel. It says, Father, like it says in uh, the end of Luke, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Wow, has that been ever more true than now? A lot of people who claim to be believers in the, in the Lord Jesus need every help that we can get, Father God. We need your wisdom. We need your insights. We need your strength. We need divine help, Lord, in Jesus' name. So, Father God, concerning every one of these things, concerning the overuse of drugs, and we know I went to a ministry some maybe almost 20 years ago now, and that ministry, they said, hey, uh, no one takes these psychological uh, control drugs, you know, for depression and all that stuff in heaven. 
because, you know, in his presence is fullness of joy. And maybe we could find that right here, right now, because that will keep him in perfect peace of mind and state only. Did King David ever have anybody challenge him? Even Absalom, people in his own family turned against him. And some of the people, they called him nasty things, nasty names. And he was challenged by what happened. But what did he do? He said, he said, in your presence is fullness of joy in Psalm, Psalm 16. So, Father, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, because he began a good work, and each one of us is going to carry it on to completion. So, Father God, help us to all realize that some of us may be taking prescription drugs, and I took uh, a thyroid medication for 30 years till I went to the ministry down in Georgia, and they said, follow up with your doctor, which I did. And they said, don't go cold turkey without checking with your doctor. It's more important for the psychological drugs, you know, um, of which many years ago I used to go on some of those because, you know, I had parents that didn't get along perfectly, and they got divorced when I was six, which for some reason caused a little bit of dislodgement that could possibly be a door point for what you could call insecurity. And, of course, the fix back then was what? Oh, you need to talk to this shrink or that psychologist or whatever. And where do they get their information from? From man. No, it's better to turn to the Lord than to trust in man. Better to trust in the Lord than to turn to pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft, if at all possible. But after I did what you told me to do, Lord, I did it for my daughter primarily because she was on the edge of committing suicide, Father God. She was so desperate and depressed. And, Father, I've heard about a couple of people who have recently taken their lives. Yeah, the, because this is a whole global, this is a, this is a world war has already started, and it's a psychological war. Whose report will you believe? Will you believe Jesus has, Jesus has all power in heaven and earth, like it says in Matthew 28, 18? He's Lord of all? Are we going to believe, oh, Soros has all this money, and, and uh, all these people are the, the Rockefellers or the, or the Rothschilds Rothschild or whatever, and, and the people from the, from the city of London, and they, they pulled the puppet strings uh, of all these various global elites. And, and, but whose report will we believe? Does that matter to us that much? Not if we're living by the Lord Jesus Christ, by his Spirit in us. So, Father, we do ask for the Holy Spirit of Christ. You said... The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. They that are Christ have crucified, crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. Even as there was a lady, she had some door points for insecurity too, but she knew you were real, Lord. She knew you were real. She was on a missionary trip, <clears throat> and they, they were very nice to her. They wanted to give her a nice fruit basket in the room that some so-called third-world nation like they're trying to turn this country into. And, and so she went to this nice hotel room where the fruit basket was waiting for her, and she opened the door, and there were rats in that room, huge rats all over the fruit basket. And so she pushed the fruit basket out into the hall, and there were a few rats left there. But she just had to go to sleep because she had to cast her cares on the Lord, because you're taking care of her, Lord, and because you have more watching over us than over them. So we thank you, Lord. You taught her, and she was just a young lady who knew that you were real, because one time walking back in the city at 2 in the morning, some man sitting on the, on the stoop said, hey, where are your two big brothers, those really tall guys with the blonde hair? 
that are always walking with you. Where are they tonight? And she never saw them, but apparently he saw angels helping her. So, Father, there are more of us than anyone else. So, Father, we ask you to loose as many angels as necessary to watch over all those that are and will be members of the body of Christ all over your earth in every area and every region. Every area, every region. Not just the United States, not just the North America, not just Europe. Every area. Those people down in Central America and Panama and those areas where they, they've had serious struggles recently, Father God, because of the rioting that's going on down there, interfering with the, maybe your hands involved in that, they don't have the buses to bring the illegal immigrants up more quickly. So they're having to walk a long way to get up here, Father God. So we thank you for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these areas concerning the migrants, concerning every pattern that Pastor Sabrina was so kind to point out. But whose report will we believe? Yes, they do have a plan. Have they done power grabs before by the global elite? Oh, it was 9-11. Some people still think, oh, it was just, you know, these terrible people who had the plans of the weapons of mass destruction that wanted to destroy the U.S. and nothing to do with, with uh, the U.S. Uh, military standing down. Nothing to do with that whatsoever. And yet those were real planes that flew into the... What about the other building that fell on September 11th? No plane even pretended to run into that one. They said it was just the heat from the fire. When does the steel structure collapse? By fire? A steel structure? I've seen uh, various uh, architects and engineers describe this as absolutely impossible. They show structures in all kinds of other nations, Father God. They had terrible fires raging for hours and maybe even days, and they had steel structures. And at least the skeleton of the building was left standing, but that thing fell right into his footprint. I wonder if they had an agenda. I wonder if the CIA had records there and different things. I wonder, Father God, if there was a plan. And maybe the thing on October 7th didn't just happen spontaneously. So, Father God, I thank you for this lady. I don't know how much she, whatever, she has a different point of view. But she's just pretty upbeat. Uh, she gets a presentation. Uh, she calls herself Melissa Red Pill of the World. But anyway... She, she gave a, an interesting little quote from The Economist magazine, which goes along with what Pastor Sabrina just said, from 2012. And it shows hand gliders with somebody who's looking like Hamas on one side and somebody who looks like Netanyahu on the other side shooting at each other. <laughs> from 2012, a little cartoon. What was that, 11 years ago? Uh, just a coincidence they happened to come up with that. And it wasn't a plan. It was just a coincidence. But, Father God, you know their plans. So we ask for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these areas, including the, all these immigrants. that They've been doing this not just in the United States. It was at Luxembourg or someplace. They have only about half of the Iranian population. All these illegals have moved in there. And apparently Sweden has pretty much collapsed, Father God, because of all the illegals that have moved in there, Father God, and what they're trying to do to what we call Holland or the Netherlands, Father God, because they're very productive not just sending flowers all over the world, but they produce a lot of food. Would that interfere with their plan to cause um, people to be hungry? Yeah. Was that why they came up with new laws? And they even all kinds of new laws. So, Father God, we ask for your divine help and adjudication in every one of these different situations, Father God, in Jesus' name, including how they're trying to control the weather. We thank you for the, the not much fun to listen to, but it's good to be aware of, Father God. There are all these different things. Even if that man who was a sincere Christian, 
He was an independent Baptist pastor. Didn't believe healing was for today. He was just trying to get to heaven. He wanted to save a few souls along the way and look like he was a good guy, which is nice. But, Father God, when he died in 1979, you showed him what was going on in the spiritual realm. And he said we need to be aware of the enemy's plans and tactics so we can plan and take countermeasures. And I remember just hearing the scripture. I think it's in Proverbs. I don't remember where it was. It, it, says, it says a snare is set in the sight of any bird in vain. Because the birds would say, oh, okay, so they're putting the bird seed down there. There's a big net about to fall on me. If I go to get the bird seed, I'm not going to be that stupid. I'm not going to go down there. Oh, sure, get the CBDC. That'll be a good thing. Sure, you can get a mark in your right hand or your forehead. Of course, you wouldn't be able to buy or sell without it. Or you could plan ahead. Oh, the Lord just showed me that again. That was in Proverbs 2. It says about, you know, there was it four things are very wise, even though they're weak. And talks about ants. And in the summertime, they store up. They store up. Ants do store up. And about the conies, they're a feeble folk, very weak. I don't know what they are, like groundhogs or something. But they live in rocks. And so the, 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 the predators, like the wolves and the, and the foxes and stuff like that, they don't get to them because they can hide out in the rocks. I saw a fox today <laughs> right here in suburbia uh, with something in his mouth. I think maybe he was enjoying a squirrel. I'm not quite sure what he got for dinner. It was just around that time. Father God, you, you provide for all of us. Even as Pastor Sabrina had us looking at that scripture in uh, Matthew about, you know, the birds, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store in barns, but you feed them. So we know you're going to feed us, but we don't want to be totally just sitting on our hands being like, we're supposed to be busy about whatever it is you want us to do and ask for your wisdom. Ask for your wisdom, not in fear, in faith, in, in faith knowing that you want to provide for us. And, and we thank you, Lord, for all these interesting things that Pastor Sabrina has pointed out. And no, we don't need drugs. You're able to get me off of that thyroid medication after 30 years when I repented of the sins, the root causes, and my wife at that time, she repented of many of her sins, Father God, and she went on a lower dose of what she was taking. But there are different causes of these things. But you know the root causes. And some of them are spiritual, and some of them are other things that cause them, maybe from choices in diet or whatever. So, Father God, help each of us to make the right choices in Jesus' name in every area. And we thank you, Father God, for raising us up together with Christ Jesus in Jesus' name. So we told us what? That you inhabit the praises of your people. You don't inherit the, the boo-hoo of your people. You said the meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. So if, if we're in a dungeon, like Paul and Silas were in Acts 16, did they just carry on? Oh, why are we here? Oh, no. No, they didn't. They prayed and praised the Lord. They prayed and praised the Lord. And what happened? There was an earthquake, and the chains fell off, and they were all free. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the anointing that removes and destroys the yoke of the enemy. So I'm going to read a little bit from Psalms right now, Psalm 34 and 35, depending on how long I have there. But, Father God, we ask for divine help and adjudication. We ask that you wake up the bite of Christ all over your earth, Father God. We ask that you send your angels to fight for us. We thank you because as nobody comes to the Lord Jesus, save you, draw them, Father God, like it says in, in John uh, 6, 44. And we thank you for drawing those of us who've been already drawn. But our family members, <clears throat> some of them are um, falling asleep, perhaps. 
or they're mesmerized by the TV programs, and which I don't think is necessary to fall asleep with TV on. I think it'd be better to fall asleep with the Word of God on. That's my preference, <coughs> at least from what I've heard. So, Father, we bind every mind control spirit coming from all sources, electronic and otherwise, in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit of ungodly fear. We bind you, Satan, the strong man, according to not only Matthew 18, 18, Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 12:29, Mark 3:26 and 27. We speak confusion, division, division, confusion, division, confusion, division, confusion. The enemies camp from our position, state in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Proverbs 18:10, according to Ephesians 2:6, according to the end of Psalm 91. I'm going to quote that first. Because he set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. His name is written in blood. Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you for a long, satisfied life, Lord. Because together with God, nothing shall be impossible. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. The last verse of the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Matthew 28, 20. So since you're with us always and together with God, nothing should be impossible. And since you have all power in heaven and earth, like it's written in Matthew 28, 18, Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound, seeking to kill, still and destroy. Every spirit of Zeus, every spirit of death, hell, and destruction, every spirit behind the global elite of all the types. We thank you for exposing, Father God, everything that they've done, are doing, and trying to do in Jesus' name. We give you praise and honor and glory, Father, for what you've done, are doing, and going to do in Jesus' name. Because Jesus cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. But that about again. And Jesus says, For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Oh, witchcraft sending against every one of us, not just from the pharmaceutical industry, every type of witchcraft and mind control from social media and every other source from movies, computer games, and all these other things that try to cause people to be depressed and want to take their own lives. Every mind control spirit are bound. Every ungodly spirit of mammon, every spirit of love of this present world, all the marine spirits, your water dried up, asmos, osmos, incubus, seglos, bound and gay, every spirit from 5G and all EMF spirits, fraternally sinful in his spirits, intended to do those spirits, intended to do us. Render unto our neighbors, sinful unto their bosoms, they reproach, where they reproach the O Lord in Jesus' name because of the blood of covenant. And thank you, Father. We don't rejoice that the spirits are subbed into us, but Jesus did say, Beholding into your power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So I will bless the Lord at all times, Psalm 34, 1. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, only when things are going well. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. No, at all times. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Praise the Lord. They looked unto him and were lightened. I praise the Lord. And their faces were not ashamed. We want to make sure we make heaven. Amen. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And you're no respecter of persons. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them to fear him and delivereth them. Have you done that before? No, Acts chapter 12, did you take him right out of prison? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there's no want for them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, and hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. 
The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Isn't that what we want in Psalm 34:15? The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. So thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Jesus, for interceding for us. The face of the Lord, however, is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. And those that cannot repent, Father God, you know how to deal with them. But those that can repent, we ask you to save their souls, Father God, in Jesus' name. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Most of their troubles? It says all right there. Verse 17, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that have a broken heart, and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Hey, didn't we hear that in Psalm 51 recently? Something about being contrite. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Out of them all. There it is again. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked. That's what it says. The spirits of evil, they're going to slay the wicked. Those that refuse to repent, uh-oh, they're going to be gone, gone, gone. Evil shall sl- What happened to Pharaoh? Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Praise the Lord. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Take hold of the and stop the way against them that put me I am thy Come upon him as unawares. Let his net which he hath hid catch himself into the 